0: Let's go. Let's go. Real sports talk for real sports
1: fans. Oh, man. I love it. I love it. Huge bus. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. Hi, welcome back to the show. 1700 KBGG.
2: Glad that uh, Jeff Kahn brought up the fact that Larry's music was yes, always a, yes. was always a topic in the uh, uh, at the radio station, <laughs> the, the bump music that he would play back uh, in going into break and then certainly coming out of breaks. It was like, where, when the hell is that? Some Marina Blues Yeah, but musician. that was Larry, right? He was yes. always willing to uh, to lend a hand to um, a local band. Mm-hmm. More often than not, it was local bands that uh, was leading uh, Larry back into the program after a break. Hey, this is a classy move by the Iowa Barnstormers. It really and truly is. Of course, Larry still worked for the, with, with the Barnstormers. As I mentioned, I uh, saw John Pettit on TV last night, Dixie Wooten on TV last night. Scott Casbrew, I believe, is the PA announcer. mm mm-hmm. um, it was for a long And a good guy, Scotty Casper. It still does that takedown wrestling radio. I believe that's what it's called. It was um, on Saturday mornings. But the Barnstormers, this is by Keith Murphy's Twitter. Uh, Barnstormers say if you call and buy tickets for Saturday's title game and mention KXNO, $5 of the $15 ticket will go to Larry Kotler's family. As we mentioned early in the show, Larry's, as if the weekend wasn't bad enough, um, come home to find out that like many Iowans, Central Iowans, uh, Larry's house was many of the ones that uh, took on water in the basement and that caused significant amount of damage. The storm, uh, and that's one of the uh, areas that the money will be focused on. So here's their number, 515-633-2255. Again, Saturday night at the well, the Barnstormers playing for the championship of their league. If you call in and buy tickets at 663 $22.55. $5 of that $15 ticket will go to Larry's family mention KXNO I don't think i mentioned KXNO as many times when yes. I worked <laughs> over there as I have here today and it's hard not to it's impossible yeah. not to um so let's move on for a couple of minutes before we get to Andy Garman mm-hmm. I inject a little sports conversation into the into the program your twins Ooh. uh were at Wrigley Field um, not a lot of pitching, Trent Con by either team. right? So tell us about the Bartolo Cologne lookalike that is patrolling <laughs> center field or third base um, and can hit the crap out of the balls. Had a triple yesterday, of all things, as Jason Hayward kind of misplayed one. It's a tough place down the right field line at Wrigley, as you know. Yeah. I mean, those balls down there, and you've got like literally six inches of foul territory. You're going to hit the walls and I'm not exaggerating it's the, the chalk lines right up against it mm-hmm. and it hit the wall it hit the ground hit the wall and got past but the big fella was uh a huffin and a puffin trent with uh willins Uh close enough for me i'm going to give it to
3: you. he is a catcher by trade not a very good defensive one okay <laughs> but uh it was so bad. But they want the big fella behind
2: the plate because maybe he blocks some balls that normally <laughs> other catchers wouldn't get to. Is that what you're saying? He can
3: block him. He just can't catch him or throw people out. That's, that's a, a problem, problem. for a catcher. Yeah. So he's been playing third base. He played a little second base. He's played some left field, a little first base down in the minors. The thing about him is he can swing it. Yes, he can. And he, uh, if he could be a guy, remember you know back in the day we saw Evan Gaddis. Yes, of course he could. He could catch for you maybe a day or two Mm -hmm. a week. That would be the hope. I heard the numbers. He has had nearly 2,500 at-bats in the minor leagues. 27. So, you know, we're not talking about a young hotshot prospect. Basically, five full years of minor league at-bats. He has struck out less than 80 times. Is that a fact? Now, he's also walked less than 70 times, (laughs) but he's going to make contact with it each and every time. And with that, he can find a place for him. And if he can just be a backup catcher, and then be poor defensively a third, and mm-hmm. you know, or d h yeah, then maybe you do have something here, making contact that well for that long. Uh-huh. you know there is a skill set, but how about this? a career a catcher by trade, your first major league game with the organization with the twins you're not playing center field <laughs> this five foot eight two hundred and thirty pound chunk is out there patrolling. The He's got some wheels field. to him. too. He does. Friend. He can he really move a little does. bit. He, he
2: gets that in motion. He can. <laughs> he can move it around there. No, it's fun. Slowing it down might be difficult. Yeah, though. That's a good point. <laughs> um, are you coming around with Javi Baez as the most exciting player in Major League
3: Baseball? Well, this MVP, he is unbelievable. Trent, Freddie Freeman, is he the front runner in the National League? Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, probably. If you put deep, if you really truly. Use defense. Well, then there's, then the, the, the balance of power has just shifted. He is awesome. He really is. He is entertaining. You just you watch more intently defensively when mm-hmm. the Cubs are on the field no because doubt. Hobby might do something uh-huh. here. He's he's, incredible. he's A magician, yes. As I said a couple of weeks ago, hes
2: I haven't w- enjoyed watching a guy play defensively like this since Roberto Alomar, who to me is yeah. the gold standard when it comes to certainly second baseman that have ever played the game. But uh, just unbelievable uh, what he has done. Andy Garman is coming up. So the uh, so the Twins uh, got swept. You know, as they pointed out on the broadcast, pretty unique situation for the Twins in this road trip. Normally you're crisscrossing the country. Sure. Trent, as, as I think it was J.D. said in the brought now they will they'll move into a hotel or check into a hotel in Milwaukee, but they didn't have to. Yeah, I mean they could have commuted. <laughs> they spend three days at uh, playing the White Sox. Yeah, then three or four against the Twins, three against the Twins. Friday afternoon, four o'clock was Cubs. the first yep. one. Are the Cubs, era. Um, and then Milwaukee. So as road trips go, this wasn't too taxing.
3: No, a bus trip, and now sh- about as short of a plane ride as you're going to have yeah. getting up there to Milwaukee. Not a whole lot of frequent flyer miles no, on this one. No,
2: absolutely not. All right, one more plug for this cuz I think it's a great a great gesture by the uh, Iowa Barnstormers. If you call and buy a ticket to Saturday night's game and mention KXNO, $5 of the $15 ticket will go to Larry Cotler's family. Who, uh, like many, um, their weekend was made worse when they came home, as if it could have gone any worse uh, to come home in the basements full of water. Uh, here's the Barnstormers' number to buy those tickets. Again, there's a championship on the line. $5 of the $15 goes to Larry's family. Their phone number for the Barnstormers is 515 633 2255. You have to mention KX to make sure that that 5 bucks is earmarked. Uh, to Larry's family. We will come back and talk to a guy that worked right here in this very studio with Larry, Andy Garman, who's uh, bringing a career in his own right to an end at KCCI before he moves on later on in the summer. We'll talk to Andy Garman when we come back. Still to come, Phil Steele, bottom of the hour. Trent and I until 2. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG
1: Walk, run, or wag your way to Terra Park in Johnston on September 22nd for the ARL's Iowa Dog Jog, presented by Anderson Animal Hospital. The 4K and 2K course winds around the scenic Terra Lake, and afterward, you and your pup can unleash in the pop-up dog parks and visit with local vendors. It's basically a big dog party. Sign up as an individual or as a team to fundraise for the homeless pets at the ARL. Register today at iowadogjog.com.
0: could wash and dry my pillow and don't forget there is a 60-day money-back guarantee and here's their best offer ever for a limited time go to mypillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines to take advantage of Mike's four-pack special 50% off the four-pack which includes two premium pillows and two go anywhere pillows Make history and celebrate the 4th of July by lighting up the sky with Bellino Fireworks. Fireworks are now legal
1: in Iowa. Bellino Fireworks has been supplying the Midwest with quality products at the very best prices for over 35 years. Bellino Fireworks, now with locations in 13 Iowa cities, including Johnson, Ames, Boone, Knoxville, Newton, Marshalltown, Pella, Perry, and more. Find your nearest location online at bellinofireworks.com. Bolinofireworks.com. bolinofireworks.com.
3: wolfconstruction.net Join us for the Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's Go to alc.org walk to register for an event near you. Together we can end Alzheimer's
1: Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's
3: 515-650-1358. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa that can assist in your franchise needs. Rush Niggett of Brick Gentry PC provides law services for those involved in starting a franchise. Find more information online at RushOnBusiness.com. Where Rush can assist you in buying and starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school baseball season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry, PC, and Rush Here
1: we go. Back to Iowa's only local sports show over your lunch hour.
4: Here's Ken and Trent.
2: McKenney or Show Seventeen Hundred K B G G Bottom of the Hour Phil Steele We'll talk College Football with Trent and I is Football the Bible of College Football is out Newsstands uh, Barnes and Noble Get it Online It is a Must Have if You're a College Football Fan uh, Great Great Publication Well Right Now as We've Done Throughout the Show We've Got uh, Taking a Trip Down Memory Lane as We Remember uh, a, a Massive Massive Voice in This Market in the Cotman Larry Cotler Uh, Let's talk to a guy that shared this studio that Trent and I are currently calling home here at 1700 KBGG. He is indeed Andy Garman. Andy, how are you?
5: Hey, Ken. Hey, Trent. Yeah, I'm I'm doing okay today. You know, it has been helpful in the last 24 hours to see a lot of pictures uh, of the smiling cop man at all Mm. kinds of different uh, events and and a few pictures of him sitting in that studio. uh, And it's just brought back a flood of great memories.
2: Hard to find a picture. I'm guessing that he wasn't smiling in.
5: Yeah, I probably should have taken one when I said something about the cup sweeping the Cardinals. I <laughs> yeah. might have caught it there. Yeah. Uh, but he was—he was the eternal optimist. Um, he just found a way to to find a little bit of a of a silver lining in every cloud. And uh, you know, it was it was really a joy to spend five years working with him there at seventeen hundred because. Not only was he uh, just an optimist, he was just a broadcast professional. He knew how to do a radio show uh, from a life's worth of experience that I didn't have. And so it was really fun to sit across mics with him and and, and really kind of get into stuff.
3: You guys uh, had a lot of great guests throughout the years. Is there one day, I mean, you kind of get into the minutia, the day in, day out, and you say, what, we're talking to who today?
5: Yeah, he would spice it up. Uh, you know, he just came in one day and and would randomly... Sometimes he'd be sneaky. Like, he'd put a, the guest list out, and he, he'd write it up and make a copy for any of the people he'd set up, and he'd hand it to me and kind of sit there and, and look and wait till I glance at it and go, wait, we're talking to Hayden Friday today? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I called Hayden. Okay, well, that's great. Let's talk to Hayden. Or, you know, hey, how about talking to Dick Vitale today? <laughs> okay, let's talk to Dick Vitale. I mean, he just... He knew everybody. He was uh, persistent on the phones. He could get to whoever he needed to get to. And then once he got people on the radio, uh, what people, what I found was people came back. You know, I saw some lovely posts yesterday on social media. One from Ivan Mazel from the SPN. talked about being on his show and, and just how, how much he enjoyed uh, that conversation. You know, I think that, there, there tends to be, especially in the the first take world we live in now, there tends to be a uh, a, a focus on the screamers, on the antagonists, uh, and he was never that. He was always uh, kind of a conversationalist, uh, and, and so the people that were, you know, far or, or near that maybe were bracing themselves for what's this going to be, found themselves talking to Larry like. Like, they we're
2: old college buddies, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking to Andy Garman. Andy, uh, was he as technically challenged as he was when I worked with him down the dial on Cakes? as I said earlier, I would, I would take, you know, I did the afternoon shift, and I'd sit in his chair and look down at the trash can. It would be full, essentially, of his show. You know,
5: all, <laughs> the, all,
2: of, the, all he, of the stories that he would print off. Was he the same way here, or did he ever get better on the computer?
5: Well, I would call him uh, old school. Yep, and then he good. would he would have everything printed out, but it would be from the internet. You know, he would sit at his desk in his office and and print out, yeah, you know, fifteen or twenty stories, and we would get yep. to four of them. You know, yep. but he just yep. he was one of those people that that I say old school in the best possible way. You know, he liked to have he liked to have a handful of paper. He liked to have an actual tape recorder. Uh, you know, so when he was doing interviews, he wanted to be able to make sure that you know the last few years, it would switch to an iPhone he figured out how much easier that was, but he just liked the way uh, that that he'd learned and that he'd perfected, and uh, so it was always fun to, to sit there sometimes and and see him, you know, ask him a question, hey, you know, I got something on that. <laughs> you know, he goes through 10 or 11 sheets of paper before he pulls out the the note that he uh, printed off and highlighted just in case we talked about something. Mm-hmm.
2: Did he ever share with you some of the, you know, a highlight for him, a guy that did this for so long that, you know, maybe have been, I mean, obviously the seven eight Drake men's team was, I'm sure, just uh, um, sure. created so many memories. But was there, did he ever share anything with you that uh, I really enjoyed doing
5: blank? You know, he loved, uh, I, I think he loved every different challenge uh, because it was different. You know, he started with one-on-one sports. He was doing national radio in St. Louis, and, and then it was the sporting news radio, I believe. And then he gets more local here, and he's with Zobel, and, and he enjoyed that challenge. And then he, you know, he does the morning show, and that's a completely different beast. And then he comes to our show, and it's, I think what he did was he had a passion to do radio. He wanted to talk sports. Uh, and then whatever avenue he could find to do that, he fit his game to that avenue, um, so so the people you know the long list of people that that he'd interviewed. Uh, as funny as it sounds, he could have name dropped for a decade, and he never did. He would just kind of casually say, "Yeah, you know that one time that I was talking to Bob Costas," or you know he, he would. But it wouldn't feel uh, like an ego trip. It would feel like. Well, you know, like like that time that I talked to Ken Miller, like it was it was just part of conversation.
3: Andy, uh, a Cubs and a Cardinals fan during the long summer here of local sports talk <laughs> radio, any ever a contentious moment? There's always a smile on the cop man's face. But did you guys ever run into a, an argument where you didn't talk to each other during the commercial break?
5: No, I I can't think of one because I think we we're both kind of wired. Pretty optimistically, and he also had the Trump card. I mean, he had—he was rooting for a team that had 11 World Championships, sure. and I was rooting for a team that hadn't had one in a hundred years. Yeah. So, so I, you know, I could give it to him, and I could say, "Look, what's coming? Your your time, the Cardinals. You know, that's 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 old news. Here come the Cubs." And but you know, then he'd find the Cardinal media guide and show me 11 World Championships. Mm. So like, oh yeah, okay. So if that's the thing is—is is he was never. Uh, Aggressive. I was. He was never confrontational. You know. He just. He loved to talk sports, and whether it was the Cardinals or you know Kurt Warner and the Rams, or you go all the way up to when he's you know this summer he's doing Dowling Catholic stuff. Mm-hmm. It's whatever the opportunity was. He just loved talking about it, he, and he loved the fact that he found a. A profession where he could sit behind a microphone and talk to, to his friends. Mm,
2: very fortunate. And how will you remember in our final minute and a half here with you, uh, Andy Garman? Ten years from now, now, and we're we're looking back at that, uh, you know, unfortunate night. And somebody asked you, how did you remember Larry Coller? How will you?
5: Well, I have a couple of, of, you know, snapshot memories. I will, of course, I will think of the smile under the mustache. You know, he had that. He had a great smile under that mustache, where he would kind of. And he flashed a lot, quite frankly. I will think of just his presence uh, and how much fun he was to be around. And I'll think about that 07 08 Drake team and how he and Dolph just, you know, strapped in and took the ride of their lives and how much fun they had. And, uh, you know, I think of the, I think it was either Illinois State or Bradley, it was a game on the road uh, where they, Emmenecker hit a second or a third chance bucket. At the buzzer to keep their unbeaten streak alive, and Larry and Dolph were just screaming over the top of each other on the broadcast and just couldn't contain their exuberance. Uh, you know, that's the kind of thing that I'll think about. Is is that guy? He was a ray of light. He was an absolute personification of a silver lining. <laughs> uh, and so I'll think, I'll think very, very fondly of it.
2: Andy, thank you. Appreciate you coming on and, uh, and sharing sure. some of the uh, fun memories of your time spent right here at 1700 with Larry Kotler. Appreciate it, Andy. We'll talk to you down the road, okay?
5: Yeah, guys, I appreciate it, too. And I just do want to mention, for anybody who's interested, there is the family set up a GoFundMe account to help pay for expenses. Uh, and that you can find that on my Twitter feed or Facebook. You can just search GoFundMe for Larry Kotler, and you can find it there. If you're willing and able Uh, that would be a tremendous uh, help, I think.
2: Glad you brought that up, Andy. Thank you. Sure, guys. Good to talk to you. Andy Garman, uh, KCCI Sports Director for, what, another month or so? I think it's coming to an end for him uh, over there. Um, Fun stuff. With Andy uh, with the and they reminisce a little bit about the time they spent right here.
3: Good memories for a good person. And yeah. uh,
2: glad we were able to do that today. Absolutely. All of our guests appear on the Dr. Stephen Fuller and Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline, 22, 2822 East 29th Street in Des Moines, 410 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. All right. We're going to take a break. Yep. We're going to come back with the Dean. What'd you call him that? Yeah. I mean, it is the go-to publication for college football. The Bible. Right. What the blue ribbon is to college basketball, is this over the top to stay Phil Steele is to college football?
3: Not even close. It is worth that kind of admiration. The man Phil Steele will be with us
2: when we come back 1700 KBGG.
4: News, talk, sports.
1: Yeah, we got all that online at 1700KBGG.com. South of Douglas on Merle Hay Road or at Christopher'sRareCoins.com.
2: The Easter Seals, Iowa, Admiral's White Party is coming up on July the 12th at the Iowa State Historical Building in Des Moines, beginning at 630. Festivities include entertainment by Quartet 515 and musician Brent Congan. A cocktail-style dining experience features custom-crafted menu by Baratas, Drinks and a live silent auction. You can purchase tickets at bidpal.com backslash 2008 white
1: party.
6: That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof
1: it once, roof it right, right,
6: Roofing. County folks, Colonel Sanders here to announce that KFC's
4: new Crispy Colonel Sandwich is now available in a $5 dollars fill Why? Because who wants to spend $7 on a meal at a burger place when you could spend $5 on a new KFC Crispy Colonel Sandwich, wages, a cookie, and a drink at KFC? I mean, we specialize in chicken. You need another reason? I didn't think so. Try the new Crispy kernel Sandwich and a $5 fill-up at KFC today. KFC, it's finger-lickin' good. Limited-time offer at participating
0: KFC's Tax Extra. Red, white, and blue savings at the Home Depot means the best prices of the season on new appliances, up to 40% off special buys. Like the Whirlpool White Top Load Washer and Electric Dryer, just $5.48 each, over $500 off the pair. We'll even toss in free delivery. When it comes to appliances, we're pushing all the right buttons. Red, white, and blue savings now at The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Ballot through July 11th, U.S. only, while supplies last. Gas dryer extra free delivery on purchases of 396 dollars or more.
4: You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. And at the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights.
3: It's one thing to be aware of breast cancer. It's another to do something about it. Here's to the heroes who lift each other up and make a difference. Who get out there, take action. Every step, every dollar. Every voice matters. Join us in the fight against breast cancer and be a hero. Get registered today for the Susan G. Komen Des Moines Race for the Cure on October 27th. And help us provide life-saving research and breast health services to women in our community. Visit KomenGreaterIowa.org slash DMRace to get registered today.
6: Cap is back
3: That's 650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness Centers. Let's feel better together and turn over a new leaf with New Leaf Wellness.
0: Real sports talk for
1: real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG.
2: And welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show. As we continue on here, as we've been promising all day long, we're going to get to the dean of College Football Magazine Publishers. He's Phil Steele. The 2018 edition is out. It's on newsstands. You can order it in, uh, via mail and get it online.
3: Uh Trent, you where were you last week? You were at Barnes & Noble. Barnes and & and Noble. a couple left? There were a few left last week. Now, that was last Monday but I think he still may be able to snag one. Well, good stuff. Everybody wants him, understandably so. He is Phil Steele, and he joins us, Phil, along with Trent Condon. My
2: name's Ken Miller. Good to talk to you, Phil Steele. How are you?
4: You know, I am doing great. How about you, gentlemen, today?
2: Doing wonderful. I took your, uh, as I always do, I took it home for the weekend, tried to get myself familiar with what we're about to embark on here in just a few short weeks. So let's get into it, Phil. And you know what I want to start with you is I want to start with the Power 5 conferences. And as you're going through your rankings, as you always do, which of the Power 5 conferences uh, made you go back maybe a couple of times. You know what? I'm just I got this one wrong, or you know maybe this conference is better than I originally thought. How about uh, shedding some light on the P5 conferences?
4: Uh, I would think that the the one conference that uh, there would be questions and you know did I did I have them high enough or surprised me a little bit this year is probably the Pac-12. I mean they had a horrendous bowl season last year, generally regarded as the fifth best of the five conferences. I only have them up there at number four, but they do have a legitimate playoff contender in Washington. And, you know, I write an article every year for the magazine called uh, Which is the Toughest Conference? And uh, when you look at that article throughout the years, I could have really, for a good 10-year stretch, have titled the, the article, uh, well, we all know the SEC is the toughest conference, so who's right. the second toughest conference. But that's changed recently. Last year, the Big Ten was actually my number one toughest conference in the uh country, despite the fact that they didn't have a team make the playoffs. And this year, my preseason ratings have the Big Ten and the SEC tied for the top and toughest conference. Uh, The Big Ten has got five legitimate national title contenders in Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, and Wisconsin.
3: Big Ten uh, has got a lot of depth at the top, and of course here we're wondering about the Iowa Hawkeyes. As you look at this team, I I know you like Nate Stanley reading through uh, your write-up on the Hawkeyes this year. They get Wisconsin in Kinnick Stadium early this year, the Big Ten opener in Week 4. What's it going to take, in your mind, for Iowa to represent the West in Indianapolis?
4: That game that you just talked about right there. And, uh, you know, when you look at Wisconsin last year, they had an impressive year. They ran the table. They're my pick to win the West this year. They've got the best offensive line in the country. They've got Jonathan Taylor, a running back, a veteran quarterback, and Alex Hornerbrook in that defense even though they only have four returning starters, it's always solid. And all three units rank in my top units in the front of the magazine, including my number two linebackers, number 14 DBs. But their schedule's a lot tougher than it was last year. Last year their road games were all against teams that had winning or losing records, I should say, BYU, Nebraska, Illinois, Indiana, Minnesota. This year their road games are against Iowa, Michigan, Northwestern, Penn State, and Purdue, all five teams had winning records last year. And we all know the magic that Kinnick Stadium has had the last couple of years, knocking off number two, Michigan, uh, in 2016. Penn State needs a touchdown pass on fourth down with no time left on the clock to pull out the win and still scratching my head over 55-24 mm. against Ohio State. I think you play that game a thousand times, you're not going to duplicate that score. But that's, that's some type of magic right there, and they get Wisconsin at home September 22nd. so I think if Iowa knocks off Wisconsin there, they would then become my favorite to win the Big Ten West. Even if they slip up later in a game like at Penn State, they would hold the tiebreaker over Wisconsin, which is huge. And the other road games trial this year are much like Wisconsin's last year. All Minnesota, Indiana, uh, Purdue, and Illinois are all Lower-level Big Ten teams, and all those games fall in the winnable category.
2: We're speaking with Phil Steele here on the Ken Miller Show, seventeen hundred KBGG. One more on the Big Ten, Phil. And the the two conferences obviously that move our needle here the the Big Ten and the Big Twelve. And it would be most years that we would talk about the just how many good quarterbacks there are in the Big Twelve. This year, it seems like it's moved over to the Big Ten. I mean, your four teams, you've got four your top four quarterbacks are all in the Big Ten East, and I'm not taking umbrage with any of them. They're all great players. You mentioned Hornerbrook uh, at Wisconsin. Nate Stanley, who uh, Trent and I both think is going to do a lot of st- uh, good things before he's done at Iowa. Purdue's got a couple of them. Uh, there's a, a bunch of quarterbacks, a bunch of good quarterbacks in the Big Ten this year. Phil Steele.
4: Yeah, and uh, Clayton Thorson for Northwestern. He'd be he'd be highly up thought of, but you know, there's question marks. Will he be ready for the season? Although from what I'm hearing, he will be ready for the season. If he is that is an outstanding QB right there. And, uh, yeah, a very deep conference. And if Maryland can actually keep their quarterback healthy, they've got some talented guys there, like Kasim Hill, who got banged up last season. Uh, Indiana brings in an Arizona transfer, and Brandon Dawkins, who uh, was a starter there. And then you you talked about Purdue with Sindelar and Blau. So, yeah, the Big Ten has the quarterbacks this year, and it's one of the reasons that I do have the Big Ten rated uh, tied with you at, with the uh, SEC As my number one conference.
3: Well, the Big 12 a little bit different. Will Greer and then I think a lot of question marks across the league. I want to get your thoughts, though, on Kansas State. Looking for that team. I know you have Texas-Oklahoma, a rematch in the Big 12 championship game. I love how you put it. You learned long ago, uh, whatever you do with a Bill Snyder team, whatever your computers say, put them a slot or two higher. Could that be a surprise team nobody's talking about to make a run? Maybe be that second team in the title game?
4: Yeah, I I would love to see it. And, uh, you know, when you look at the overall talent, my numbers don't come up and say Kansas State's going to get there. But I just went through the schedule of every single game for the season this upcoming year, and uh, I only have my slight underdog at West Virginia and underdogs against Oklahoma and TCU. And if there's something else you know about Bill Snyder, this guy pulls upsets. He doesn't care who's favorite, who's the underdog. K-State can do it. When you look at K-State, They've got two very capable quarterbacks, Alex Dalton and Skyler Thompson. Both these guys were thrown into the fire last year when Jesse Ertz got injured, and I thought both did well. So now you're deep at the quarterback position. They also have a true freshman, and I know Coach Snyder doesn't normally play true freshman, but Samuel Wheeler is one of those guys that was in for the spring, and that may be an extra added depth. They've got Alex Barnes, at running back, who should top 1,000 yards this year, and the offensive line is back intact. All five starters, including Dalton Reisner, one of the best tackles in the country. Defensively, they're always good. He brings in his normal amount of JUCOs there. So, yeah, if I'm looking for a surprise team in the Big 12 this year, it is clearly Kansas State.
2: Uh, Give us your thoughts on Iowa State.
4: Uh, Love what Campbell is doing there. I mean, uh, just the um, last year, I would not have expected Iowa State to get to eight wins, but Matt Campbell did it. Uh, Interestingly, when I was talking to Coach Campbell, and going over last season, he thought that the big reason that they went on that win streak like they did was the Texas game, a loss. He thought that gave him a lot of confidence and uh, they played like it the next week when they stunned Oklahoma. And here's something else. You know, this is the first year that Coach Campbell says his offensive line is actually going to look like an offensive line going into the season. Remember that first year they had nobody back. They've got walk ons. They got everybody on the offensive line. Last year, I think they had one starter back on the offensive line. This year, the O-line looks solid. And if that's the case, then look for David Montgomery to be one of the sleeper running backs in the country. I actually put him first-team Big 12 this year. He only averaged 4.4 yards per carry last year, but with a real offensive line in front of him, I think he'll do better. Kyle Kemp, granted, that sixth year at the quarterback spot. They've got capable receivers like Deshante Jones and Hakeem Butler. And defensively, uh, the units are solid. they got my number two 32 defensive line in the country, number 34 LBs in the country, P V and Payne, at cornerback, Eyesworth at the safety spot. So it's a very good team. And Coach Campbell is one of those coaches that's starting to get a reputation for winning games that uh, you didn't expect them to win. When I plug in the schedule this year, I think the K-State games a toss-up at home. The West Virginia game is a toss-up at home. They'll probably be an underdog in uh, five games this year at Iowa, Home to Oklahoma at TCU, at Oklahoma State, and at Texas, but do keep in mind last year uh, they pulled one, two, three, three upsets during the course, four upsets during the course of the year. So they're very capable of doing that again.
3: Phil Steele joining us. Phil, uh, as you get to your bull projections and and you're going through, getting awful chalky. It's uh, did, was there ever uh, a time where? Almost everybody's going to take this. Let's take a stab somewhere else. Was there another team you are looking at if you were going to shake it up a little bit?
4: Yeah, I'll, I'll throw my number one surprise team to you. And, uh, you know, there has been plenty of years where I haven't picked the chalk, where mm-hmm. I've had the other, but this year was just one of those where it was all chalk. But uh, if you're looking for a surprise team, I'm looking at the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Mm-hmm. When you look at Notre Dame, last year they were my number one most improved team. They went from four wins to ten at one point. They were number three in the country uh, when they uh, faced Miami at the end of the year. They did lose two of their last four games, but they've got nine starters back on the defensive side of the ball. they got Brandon Wimbush back at QB. Despite losing a couple of first-round draft picks off the offensive line, it's still a top-ten rated offensive line. And then you look at their schedule this year. Their road games are against uh, Northwestern, uh, they're USC, uh, Virginia Tech, and Wake Forest. None of the four are easy, but all four are winnable. The toughest three games are Stanford, Michigan, and Florida State. They get all those guys at home. I think if you're looking for a sleeper, Notre Dame runs the table against that schedule. They would have a great shot of making the playoffs this year.
2: Mm, Phil Still is our guest. Phil, I was always of the opinion look, if you got a quarterback, you got a chance. And I, and I still believe that. But I'm starting to expand it a little bit. And, and I've included the uh, defensive lines around the country because if you've got four guys, maybe six guys, um, You know, you're going to dominate the line of scrimmage most Saturdays. Defensive linemen, and there's a glut of them this year, Phil, still, as you well know. Maybe the marquee position in college football this year, the marquee unit, the defensive line?
4: Yeah, I think it might just be. And, you know, when you look at uh, defensive lines, it was the same in the NFL as well. Remember, um, Jacksonville was a team that didn't didn't even have a quarterback, but they had the defensive line. And if you look at the playoff teams in the NFL last year... Almost everybody, with the exception of the New England Patriots, had a great defensive line that was dominant. So I really think it is the uh, the thing that's standing out. And, you know, look at a team like Clemson. At the end of the regular season, at the end of the postseason last year, I said, well, Clemson's going to be rebuilding on that defensive line because they're going to lose all four starters early mm-hmm. to the NFL. And then all four guys opted to return this year. So we do have a lot of great defensive linemen. Even a group of five's got a great defensive lineman. And Ed Oliver yeah. at, at Houston right now. So, I mean, this is just a stacked uh, set of defense alignment, and and really it's it's turning out to be one of the keys to the game.
3: Phil, I know uh, every single year that you've been doing your publication, turnovers equal turnaround, something that you dig into, teams that were either uh, very much in the positive or the negative, and then the following year, hard to maintain that kind of status. Is there a, a team or two on either side that jump out to you? You expect turnaround because of the turnovers that they had, either in the positive or negative a season ago?
4: Yeah, and that was actually the first article I wrote in a magazine way back in 1995, well before the term analytics came out. I was doing analytics. And uh, since that one had so much success, I started bringing in more and more and more into the equation, and it's really worked out well. I'm going to look at the uh, the negative double-digit turnovers team and uh, a team that, uh, could, teams that could have some big rebounds this year. Uh, one of them is Baylor. Baylor opened up last year extremely bad, but... They didn't have bad talent, but they were minus 14 in the turnovers. I think they can be an improved squad this year. And then how about Air Force and BYU? BYU only had four wins last year. Air Force rare losing season. Both had negative double-digit turnovers last year, and that means they've got an 80% chance of a better record this year.
2: Uh, the best teams in the group of five will come down to whom?
4: I'm going to say the top one is Boise State in my mind, and Boise State was – Rather fortunate to win the Mountain West last year, won a couple of close games, overcame a two-touchdown deficit late against Colorado State. But this year they don't need any luck. They have ten returning starters on defense, ripping a QB, six starters back on offense, get the toughest games on the blue turf. And then the other top ones, UCF will be tough again, Mm -hmm. except they do go from being the hunter to the hunt dead this year. Everybody's going to be gunning for them. Now how about Florida Atlantic? I really like what Kiffin's doing there. Uh, got to talk to uh, both coordinators this year. Brings in Southern Misses defensive coordinator, who inherits exactly the type of talent he wanted, and I think that's going to be a big plus. And then, uh, so I think those three teams are your top ones out of the uh, group of five this year.
2: And, and last thing for you, Phil Steele. I know you've always uh, you've included the line as uh, in, as part of your magazine when you're looking at the teams, how they did. You know, you factored in the point spread, and I appreciate that. How has The overturning of PASPA, or how will, I guess, the overturning of PASPA and the legalization of college sports in the years to come in most states, how will that affect what you do in the years to come, if at all?
4: Yeah, it won't affect me at all because I've always weighed that for what it is, and you always have to figure out who is favored, who is an underdog. But I tell you what, it is going to affect drastically, I think, is the TV viewership of college football because, let's face it, South Alabama's playing Troy on a Thursday (laughs) you're not going to watch that game. But you put some money on that game, you sure as heck are going to be watching it. So you're going to have a lot more eyes glued to the TV, especially late in the games when certain things are on the line. So I'm a big proponent, very happy to see it. And, I uh, love the fact that the, the the country gets the tax benefit from it.
2: No doubt to uh, you and me both, as, as well as Trent. We're all on board. Yes. Phil Steele, congratulations. Uh, we're grateful for what you do. It makes our job a whole lot easier. We will talk to you down the road. Good luck with the magazine just before you go. Uh, available everywhere, Phil?
4: Yeah, available at Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, CBS, Publix, Target, Walgreens, and Walmart. They do sell out quickly, so if you don't find them, you can always go to the website, which is philsteele.com. That's S T. E-E-L-E dot com. You can actually download it to your iPhone, uh, Android device, or even your computer, or just order the hard copy there. That's philsteele.com. Great stuff, Phil. Thank you for doing this. Hey, always enjoy talking football with you guys. A lot of fun today.
2: Yeah, good to talk to you. Take care. Phil Steele, uh, joining us, the 2018
3: College Football Bible. Trent Condon. It is the Bible, and by the end of the year, well, each and every time, it, uh, it's rough. Uh, each of our copies here in the studio. <laughs> yeah, tattered. Uh, yes, coffee stains. Uh-huh. A little water, and uh, but it is worth it. It is, if you're a college football fan and you want to dive deeper than just your Cyclones, just your Hawkeyes you need this magazine. I agree there is
2: more to college football out there than just the clones and
3: the hawks what? and uh,
2: believe it or not <laughs> yeah. I know that's hard to believe. Uh really good stuff from Phil Steele. You know and and he's right as far as um you know paspa and legal sports waging. Mm-hmm. really won't make a
3: lot of difference to him because he's made it a part of his publication since I can remember Trent. Yeah, yeah, he it's it's not just about who's back what his projected star all those things but Gambling has always been a portion mm-hmm. of what he talks about. You hear him during the season; he talks a lot about that too, about uh, just that side of it. He, he, if you're a gambler, another part, grab a hold of this. I wonder. Maybe I should have. Maybe I might
2: not have told us if he would have. If we would have asked him. How many do you think he sells?
3: They're oh. fourteen bucks each. you think he's making fifty percent? I mean, I have no idea. No clue. I I have no clue how magazines, how that world works. Does he works. get 40,
2: 30% of the- Is it
3: 80%? I don't I mean, know. Maybe he has his own public, you know. It, yeah.
2: I mean, he works a, awful hard from the time college football ends, and then he's yes. got to go back. He's got to edit when guys
3: uh, you know, decide to leave school or get an injury during spring football, et cetera. If you follow him on Twitter, you'll see, all right, going through team number 62 today, it's the Roadrunners from Texas, San Antonio. He, he does that, doesn't oh, he? Yeah, I don't yeah. follow him on Twitter. Maybe yeah. I should. He's a, he's a good follow. You'll, you'll like him during the season, too. You'll get a lot of good stuff in there, and nuggets and against the spread and different things going in, and his picks for the week. He does a nice job. Uh, speaking of the week, you and I are off on Wednesday. We'll
2: be back on uh, Thursday and Friday. We'll be mm-hmm. here tomorrow, of course, and we've got a Hawkeye swarm coming up. All of our guests, I should have said that before, we got Phil Steele on, but nonetheless, better late than never, our guests appear on the Dr. Stephen Fuller and Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline. They have two locations. One of them is at 2822 East 29th Street in Des Moines. The other at 410 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Now, you have high school baseball tonight. You will be in mm-hmm. Waukee, Solankney Centennial. Uh, to take on Waukee, um, does on the surface
3: will, will we will you call a good game? I think so. I think so. Jags are starting to play a little bit better. They had a rough stretch about starting about the third week of the season. They went through a, a big lull there, but they bounced back and are playing some better baseball. And Waukee comes in at number ten. The new rankings are out, Ken, in Class Four A, and the power of Central Iowa continues to dominate. You got Johnson in the top mm. spot, the reigning champions from a year ago. They had a about a week where they didn't play their best baseball, but they're ridiculously good. But then from there, Urbandale at number two, Indianola at number three, Southeast Boca at number four. Mm. You also have Dowling at seven and Waukee at number ten in the four A rankings. A lot of power here. I am interested to see that Indianola team, as you know, no longer playing in the CIML. How battle-tested they're going to be in a couple of weeks when we Excellent get to sub-state. point.
2: So you're wondering what they've beaten to get to this point. Right. Okay. I, I, I follow you. Um, of the teams you have seen, mm-hmm. who has the best chance to knock off the Dragons?
3: Oh, boy. Uh, I saw the Urbandale-Johnston series. Johnston got them both times, but they have a lot of depth in their pitching staff. They can swing it. I, I would probably still say the Jayhawks, but... It's a long road. I mean, the great thing is the way that they have it set up is you get the true test, especially in Class 4A when we get down to the state tournament, of the best team. It's not, oh, they have a number one, and they're good. Because in 4A, you play Wednesday in the quarterfinals, Friday semifinal, Saturday championship. So it's not just about, let's take this one arm and go win a state championship. You have to have depth. And because of that depth, I think Johnston has the most arms. That's why they're such a big favorite there. But Urbana they can counter. They got a lot of arms themselves, and, and a lot of guys that can pump it up there. So, yeah, that's what the rankings say. It's a little chalky, and you know I don't like to be chalky normally but it would be the Jayhawks that I'd take.
2: Now, uh, so we, we know that Dowling's feeder system in football mm-hmm. is outstanding, and we've seen the results as they continue to dominate, and Coach Wilson's not going away anytime
3: soon right. with, that, with that program. So what has made Johnston so good over the last few years? Michael Barta and what he has done building up that youth program. It's always been good, and it's been solid. But so he, do kids grow up wanting to be a baseball player? They do, and and it's great. Uh, I was out there a couple of weeks back. there playing Fort Dodge. It was their little league night, mm-hmm. and so they were all the kids came out in their jerseys and celebrating. them. it, it it's not just a feeder system going. It, it really is. You're part of the team. You know, you're you're part of this dragon group, and you're going to grow up and you're going to be the next Peyton Williams. You're going to be the next Jack Dreyer. That's what these key kids dream about doing, and he's done that. Not just when the kids get to middle school or or when they start high school. But all the way down at the elementary school level, Michael Barda has done an incredible job of taking an already good program and taking them to another level.
2: Uh, tonight you'll be doing that, so I will, um, I'll watch baseball. What do you got tonight? What, I'm going to what... watch your Twins. Twins in Milwaukee, I think, is the series that um, uh, I'll tell you. I what, can tell you what's d- going
3: to happen. Twins are going to lose. yeah, But they'll score a pile of runs? Well, that was just this weekend. Before that, do you know before they scored uh, 10 yesterday, it was the first time all year. They had scored double-digit runs all year.
2: That's nuts. I mean,
3: it's unthinkable. Mm-hmm. This is a team. I Keep thought they were going to come back and win yesterday, as we said earlier. Yeah. I yeah.
2: really did. I thought they were going to complete it. Then they had runners on in the ninth, and uh, Morrow was able to uh, uh, get out of it, but I thought they were going to score. What well. they left the runner on second base, mm-hmm. I think, to, to end the
3: game, and had a guy up there that you wanted. Yes, next
2: absolutely, the bar. no question about it. That no, was a fun series. I watched most of it all weekend long.
3: I had some a lot of friends that were over there for that one. I was a little jealous. Wish I was in Wrigley for mm-hmm. the weekend, but the Twins this year just just it, it's been hugely disappointing, and I'm about done with baseball. But you lose your catchers out for the rest of the year. Miguel Sano was never right. Mm-mm. And now he's down at single A. Your shortstop, well, he'll play his first game tonight, and Jorge Polanco suspended for the first 80 games. Dozier has been awful. Awful. Finally, finally when Maurer started to hit, he goes on the DL for a month. Mm-hmm. You go to the out. He's starting to hit
2: again, though, by the way. Yes. Yeah.
3: Buxton. Yeah. From the guy we saw the last two months of last year, mm-hmm. nothing. Of course, he's down in the minor leagues. Kepler had a great start. He's been awful since then. Morrison. Morrison. You think you got a great. Yuck. $5 million for a guy that hit 38 bombs last year. He's been god-awful. Yeah. And that doesn't even get to the pitching staff where Urban Santana, an all-star last year, the guy he handed the ball in the playoffs, mm-hmm. he hasn't seen the mound this year. No. And Lance Lynn, that's been not sunk good. cost. oderizzi has been okay, but, yeah. but just overall... Burrios has been solid. He's been good. Yeah. This team, up almost at every spot in the lineup, has not been even close to what you've anticipated. So a frustrating yeah. year overall as a Twins fan. Uh, so they will take on Milwaukee tonight. Gibson,
2: uh, t- Gibson uh, for the Twins. So that's probably, I mean, Red Sox. Washington's pretty good. Yeah. Right? the Red Sox got crushed last night. Did Ugh. they not? Atlanta. The Yankees, I was still so pumped bad. up for that one too. Where yeah, I was too. I mean, there's nothing on Trent. Yeah, I, I, I finally had game. time
3: to watch that, mm-hmm. and then you it was you know. home run derby. Well, against David Price. Against David Price. And on the crazy. other side, Severino. Yeah, isn't he something? He really is. Yeah,
2: he's really good. How did
3: the Twins get to him last year in the
2: playoffs? I don't know the answer to that, <laughs> Trent. Uh, evidently, they uh, sp- spent all their bullets in that they one. They Not been the same team this year. No. All right, um, difficult show today. Fun show yep. um, in a lot of ways, just... Uh, But, um, you know, show you never want to do, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, You and Jimmy B today from 4 until 6. What do you got planned?
3: We're going to talk a little NF, uh, NBA, excuse me, free agency with John Cannon. He's going to be stopping by. Wolfgang will also be here, talk a little hoops with him and uh, trying to track down maybe somebody, talk a little bit, somebody uh, close to Larry's life. Got a couple of calls out there. So early in the show, we're going to be talking about that and, and get some more perspective on the life of Larry Kotler.
2: Yeah, uh, Trent, I'm just I'm blown away by the outpouring of uh, national, obviously mm-hmm. local, um, and, a, and a good friend of his, a guy that he had on his show is a lot, as we talked to Jeff Kahn about, Jim O'Connell, maybe the dean of college basketball writers for the AP for decades, Trent. Uh, He passed away today as well. Wow. um, Yeah, difficult show. Zubin Mahente is here tomorrow. We will uh, do tomorrow's show. Then, like most of you, we'll take Wednesday off before we resume on Thursday. Jimmy B and TC, 4 to 6. High school baseball tonight at 7. Live from Waukee, Ankeny Centennial. And Waukee go at it in Game 2 of that double dip. Trent Condon has the play-by-play. Trent and I are back tomorrow at noon. We appreciate you being here. If you missed any portion of the program, you can always catch it again. Simply by going to kenmillershow.com and click the podcast link. Until tomorrow at noon, we will uh, be listening uh, to Trent and Jimmy B, and we hope you will be as well on 1700 KBGG.
1: Hey, it's Bill Ryder. Nice to be talking to the home crowd again in central Iowa, where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right on you, 5 to 9 p.m. weekdays
3: on Des Moines
1: Big Talker, 1700 KBGG.
3: Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa that can assist in your franchise needs. Rush Niggett of Brick Gentry PC provides law services for those involved in starting a franchise. Find more information online at RushOnBusiness.com where Rush Nigget can assist you in buying and starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school baseball season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry PC and Rush Nigget. Terrace Hills Golf Course is home to the four-and-a-half-hour guarantee. Are you tired of playing golf courses
0: that don't care about speed of play? Then make a tee time at the beautiful Terrace Hills Golf Course weekdays before 2 p.m. and weekends and holidays before noon, and they guarantee you'll complete your
6: 18-hole round of golf in four-and-a-half hours or less, or your next green fee is free. Terrace Hills Golf Course. Make your tee time now by calling 515-967-2932 for Terrace Hills Golf Course in Altoona. Come into Lowe's for July 4th savings and give your favorite space a fresh new look, whether it's indoors or out on the deck. Get $10 to $40 off select paint, primer, and stain. Then invite some friends over to show off your handiwork. Don't forget to get the grill going with a two-pack of Kingsford Charcoal, now only $9.88. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Paint offer valid through 711 and via rebate. Kingsford offer valid through 74 4 See store for details. That's rightroofing.com with an R Roof
5: it wants-